Hello, Stitchers. Welcome to Stitch Please, the official podcast of Black Women Stitch, the sewing group where Black Lives Matter. I'm your host, Lisa Woolfork. I'm a fourth-generation sewing enthusiast with more than 20 years of sewing experience. I am looking forward to today's conversation. So sit back, relax, and get ready to get your stitch together. Hey, friends. Hey, it is Lisa from Black Women's Stitch and the Stitch Please podcast. And as I say every week, this is a very special episode because this episode brings me in connection with none other than the omni-creative, Diane Roney. I say omni-creative because Diane is a quilter and a sewist and a graphic um, AI artist, digital art, illustration, coloring book, and all sorts of classes and instruction, including creative consulting. And so I am delighted to talk with Diane today about one of her latest publications that I saw that I absolutely love, Soulful Stitchers, but also a really cheerful, soulful stitcher herself in the form of a brand new jumpsuit that I have got to see why she was so excited about because I was thinking, this clearly couldn't have been that hard considering all that you already do, but she said it was indeed a story. I am so glad to have you here, Diane. Welcome to the Stitch Please podcast. Well, thank you, Lisa, for having me. You know something? I am just humbled. I really am. Because when you called me, I was like, she wants to talk to moi? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, okay. So thank you so much. No, I am delighted to be in touch with you today and to talk about the multifaceted nature of your creating. I wonder if you can just, just get us started with what is your sewing story? How did you get started? How did sewing come into your life? Well, okay, you're not going to believe this. When I was younger, I wanted to sew. I do not come from a family of sewists, okay? My aunt sewed a little bit, and I kind of dabbled when I was a child. And then after that, it just kind of ended. And when I look at all the sewists that I'm seeing now and the, the multitude of years of experience they have, it was upsetting me Mm. because I've always wanted to do it. Okay. I was fearful of patterns. I measurement challenge and I don't know how to read them. Okay. So when you saw me in that jumper and why I was so excited, because at the age of 68, that was my very first outfit I ever made. Wow. I literally cried when I did this. And I was at a friend's house and we were talking about, she's been hearing me yap about sewing for for days and years. She said, okay, Diane, enough is enough. Come over to my house. We're going to make the dress, make this jumper. And I looked at the jumper and said, I can't make that. She said, yes, you can. And so when you saw me jumping for joy, it's because I actually did it. And this was my very first outfit ever wow made and listen and at 68 i'm telling y'all don't let anybody (laughs) tell you that it is that it is not your time do you hear me do not let anyone tell you it is not your time and also i might add don't tell yourself that's not your time exactly because i was telling myself this for the longest time because even being a quilter and even starting to sew, 
I was so enamored by all of the people that I see now who are sewers. And I'm like, oh my God, if I could just be like them, if I could just, you know, have that flair of just, you know, taking a pattern and cutting it out and putting it together. And I was like, I- I'm just so envious some days. And I'm sitting there going like, okay, this is crazy, Diana. It cannot be this hard. <laughs> so that's why you saw me jumping in the grass because literally wow. I was crying prior to filming that because I was so excited uh, I just the the it just came over me that I actually in all these years of something that I wanted to do I actually did and I just appreciate the way that you did not give up on yourself and if you are a Patreon supporter thank you so much for supporting the Black Women Stitch Patreon Patreon support is absolutely critical to keeping the doors of the podcast open it is how I am able to compensate people who are helping me and so Just know that any donation you give to the Patreon goes to pay other creatives of color who are helping me, my project manager, my content creation person. But what you also get, Patreon people, is a chance to see Diane jumping for joyish, jumping for joy, (laughs) photo of this jumpsuit. Like, so tell me about the pattern. Do you know what pattern it was? Was it self-drafted? How did this um this piece come about after your friends listen? You gonna get up? You don't got on my last nerve with this. You can't sew nothing. Um, yeah, I won't tolerate it another day. Here we go. Let me tell you. She called me and she said, "Okay, I need you to get over to my house." I said, "Okay, fine." She had this pattern, I guess, and she said, "We're going to make it very easy." And I'm looking at her like she's crazy. So I'm over there and I said, "Okay, well, where is the pattern and how do I cut this thing out?" So she says to me, well, we're not going to do it the traditional way. We're going to do it with the projector. Oh, oh my gosh. I'm like, oh, Lord. I'm like, the projector. I said, oh, I'm just starting out. You want to deal with the projector, okay? Oh, that is amazing. <laughs> so she- Diane does not like to start things on the easy setting. She's like, you know what? Why don't we start at, at the highest level possible? Let's do that instead. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Just jump right on in. Just just jump right on in and let's just do the thing, right? So she's got this thing also this this projector, and I'm like, oh, how is this gonna work? So she has the um the computer ready and she's got this pattern. I think it's a pattern that's out of date right now, but she said, Now lay the fabric down there and I put it on the thing. And she said, There it is. I'm like, Really? So how am I supposed to do this? And so she said, Take the rotary cutter and start cutting. I'm like, okay, here we go. And so that's what I did. And then she said, now, and then I, then it clicked in my head because, you know, when your quilt thing is right sides together. So I'm like, ding, ding, ding. Oh, I got this now. Okay, here we go. <laughs> so I started putting it all together, flipped it over and started sewing the thing. She said, now you're done. Now go sew up the sides. And, you know, she helped me with the leaves and everything. And we were done. Like, we spent the whole day doing it. I was so excited. Oh, is that wild? Oh, my gosh. I love that. I just love that so much. You know what's funny, Diane? I can tell you, you who have just made like your first outfit for yourself after years of quilting and doing other art things have done something that I have not yet managed to do after over 25 years of sewing clothes. And I have yet to figure out the projector. I have spoken with my good friend, Aronica Cole. Yep, that's who I saw first. Yep, she's a projector sewing queen, and she is like, Lisa, you can do this. Listen, I was like you, like, how's this going to work? I don't understand. I got to get my measurements. And then Veronica's like, Lisa, calm down. It'll be fine. I said, you know what? 
I just, what I need to do is to write for some kind of travel grant to have Veronica Cole come up here to this studio. Listen, because the rest of it all seems like sorcery. Um, I see other people doing it, but have not figured it out for myself yet. So, so that makes it even much more of a happy jumper. We are looking here at the image of Diane looking just so joyful in her blog post that she wrote, The Jumper Joyride. And I am, I am excited for it. But let's talk about your project overall. Your, your brand is called Diane Roney Creates. And there are three words that you are using there to, in some ways, I guess, as a motto for your business. Craft, cultivate, create. Can you tell me a bit about what those three words mean to you individually and what they mean to you coming together um, so much so that you created a, a brand for it. Yeah, um, you know, the brand has evolved so much over the years. And when people started, my marketing manager and people started talking to me about niches and they tried to tell me to narrow it down to one. And I said to them, I can't do that because that's not who I am. I mean, I, I started out back in the day with snap scraps and stamps, and then it went on to, you know, um, cultured fabric, and it wasn't quite resonating. So um, I sat down with a friend of mine, and we started to come up with a name. And then she said, the name is, it's you. You're it. You are Diane Roney, and you create. Yes. And it made sense. And the circles represent the melanin of African-American people, the different, the different skin tones. So then we went into, okay, craft. Craft means the overall existence of what a crafter does. And that is everything. Mm. Cultivate means to take it from the craft inception and cultivate it into something dynamic, to, to think about it, to... What does it resonate with you when you say I, I, I'm crafting something? And then once you've got that in your mind, then you start to create it. That gives you the finished product at the end. So there's a whole process of inception. So that's why I encompassed it all when it says Diane Roney creates, because I will never know from one minute to the next or one day to the next what I'm going to be working on. Yes. And when they told me to settle it down, I said, I'm sorry that cannot happen because that's just not who I am. So that's how Diane Roney Creates became to be. And that will now be the brand forever. I think it's such a beautiful umbrella term. Of course, everybody wants to have a particular, you know, niche, you know, that you, mm -hmm. but your area of focus is creativity, creativity, which is huge. That's, that's so huge, you know? And so the idea that your creative expression is such a fundamental part of your brand makes perfect sense mm -hmm. that creates could be a beautiful container for so many things. And I, I, I love the use of the words here, craft, cultivate, and create because they're action words, mm -hmm. you know, like that when you're in the doing of something. But Correct. Yeah. So you're very involved in all of them, but things like craft could also be like a noun, like, you know, you, you identify a craft, identify a thing you want to do, and then you cultivate that idea Correct. and then you go and create it. I mean, it's just such a beautiful, it's like, 
even the the name of your brand is like an invitation to a process. It is. You know? It is. Um, and that I think that's just really very powerful. I wonder if you could talk a bit about the beautiful Soulful Stitchers coloring book. There's so many things I love about just the mere cover. Mm-hmm. First, I love that it is Black women on the cover. I love that it is unapologetically Black women. You are not trying to say well, I don't want to alienate anybody who isn't Black. You No, no, no. You say, I want to affirm those people who are Black and who do want this. And mm-hmm. if anybody else does, come and buy it as well. But right. yeah, I, I really love how you seem to be starting and centering Blackness. I also love how your um, your sewing machines are properly oriented to how a sewing machine actually looks. Mm-hmm. Because I have seen so many like, you know, little videos or um, images and they're like, oh, this is so cute. And I look at it and I'm like, but there's no way to operate that machine because she's standing behind it. That doesn't make, it doesn't make sense. Um, So I I really love that. Can you talk about your process of creating the Soulful Stitchers book? I work with a friend of mine and we were talking one day about coloring books and I've always been a colorer. I, 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 I color a lot. I like coloring books. I have a plethora of crayons, markers, you name it. Because to me, coloring gives me a sense of peace. It gives me a sense of relaxation. And Mm -hmm. I sat with her and we were talking about it for a minute because she was creating coloring books. And she said, I think you need to to make a coloring book. And I was like, no, what would I make a coloring book of? So I stopped for a minute. And one thing about me is, you know, I, I meditate a lot on things and spirit has always guided me in everything I've done with this business. And so I stopped for a minute and all of a sudden spirit said to me, a coloring book for African-American women, but make it quilting sewing related. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And I said, well, how am I going to do that? Because I'm not an artist to draw this. Right. So I went to the phase that I'm in now of AI. Yes. And I talked AI into creating for me the images. Oh, that's so wonderful. And when I saw the, I, I would say what I wanted it to, to, to do and I would type it in and I said, okay, I like that picture. I like that picture. And then I sort of meshed them all together and I kind of like, uh, you know, edited them a little bit and, you know, made it into a coloring book because they were coming out like like real pictures. And I said, no, 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 no. It has to be a coloring book. I don't want to see the gray and all. I want someone to be able to color it. Yes. And that's how it all came together. And I just started going with the different pages and what I wanted to do. And I said, and it had to be for African-American. It just had to be that. It couldn't be anything else. And I wanted everybody to get an opportunity when you go to a, to a retreat or something like that. Sometimes you're there sewing all day, but I wanted people to sort of take a break for a little bit. Yes. Open the coloring book, get your creativity going with the crayons and the markers and the paints or whatever it is, and just experiment with it. Yes. I wanted to share my joy of coloring. And that's how it came to be. I think that's really wonderful. And it just is another example of your overall process. But you created something that you thought would work really well and would kind of close a gap or meet a need um, for the creative and sewing community at large. And I can definitely see, as you're saying, like you said, if you're at a workshop or an event or something like that, 
and you want to take, okay, let's take a brain break. Um, everybody grab a page and some credit. We're just going to spend some time just, just filling this in just to kind of help our brains settle in. Yeah. yeah just, just relax a little bit. Sometimes we, we run in so much, we just got to learn to just kind of like sit back, take a break. <laughs> Learn to be still. And I think that that is one of the things that I believe sitting at a sewing machine gives for you, for Mm -hmm. me, Mm -hmm. and a coloring page, right? You cannot do a coloring page and be walking around, running around places. Like you, you need to be still. Yeah. You need to be still. And I think too, when I put some of the phrases in there too. um, Oh, nice. When I put in there the different um, kind of, I don't really call them affirmations, but you know, just these kind of words of wisdom that you can embrace and kind of think about as you're doing it. And like, what does it mean to you? And so many people have said, oh, this page resonated with me. And, you know, I, I really like that. So it was really, you know, kind of a thought provoking thing to do. And I'm glad I did it. I am too. I really am too, because I think it's also like a really great gift for like somebody who loves to sew. It is. Yeah. And that's what so many people have told me. They've ordered them for that reason alone or, you know, um, someone's birthday or just a, you know, quilt guild or something like that. They want to, you know, do whatever they want to do with it. And that's why I said, well, sure, why not? And they love it. So. So can we just go through the list of all the things that you create? I'm going to tell you the things that I remember. Okay. So you now you make clothes. We're going to put that down that you make clothes because you did make a jumpsuit. Yeah. Okay. One jumpsuit. <laughs> hey, <laughs> You don't got to tell them that. You can say you made more than one after that. You, okay, so you made, you sew clothes. Yes. You make quilts. Yes. You do digital art design, AI-assisted art, coloring pages, and that type of creation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do sublimation. Yes. Which is one of my favorite things. Yeah. You also use, I think you said you use a cricket. So you do paper crafting, scrapbooking. Yes. And those types of things. Yes. Am I missing anything? Do you tat? Do you, are you doing like, do you knit? Do you, I mean, I feel like not that you need to considering that you, I've already, I got one hand all full. My whole hand is full of just counting off some of the things you did. So, or do. So sitting here looking around my craft and thinking like, okay, what else, what else do I do here? Uh, no, I think that's really about it. I used to crochet, but that's not really where I'm at right now. Right now I'm in the process of really working with the digital AR piece of it because I'm seeing my mind is running in so many directions with it that I'm now creating patterns for like fabric and I'm seeing a whole different thing in my brain about, oh, okay, I can see where this is going now. And it takes you right there. And it's like, This is where I'm headed and in that kind of drill. But I love it. I mean, I, I love it all. You know, I, I really do. You know, I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I was I was at one point trying to do DTF, but I like. Oh, I was so interested in that, too. But then that machine and everything. I was like, I, I can't handle that right now. That's just. I was very interested in it. So interested. And in DTF, y'all, is direct to film. Right. One of the challenges of sublimation is that it has to be put on a 100 percent polyester uh, substrate or other hard substrate it doesn't have to be fabric but that means you can't really print white um and so getting a printer that prints white lets you put things on black shirts and yada 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 but you know inkjet printers tend not to have white ink in them because they work on an rgb scale or whatever right and so this new idea of printing direct to film 
in addition, you can buy a printer. There's one called, I think, Oki. Oki, and, and then there's a, there's a few, there's others just playing DTF where it just, you know, it lets you, it lets you print on, you know, Steve Sizer does it too with the vinyl and there's all this stuff that goes along with it. And I just didn't find it to be, Diane, you're not buying that. Now, I will tell you though, I will tell you, I'm leaning, leaning in the Glowforge. I'm leaning. Girl, listen. That is like, <laughs> girl, listen to me. I, I wanted a DTF. I want, and I have no space. So what I, what my saving grace was, Diane, for me was I found out that there's people that sell transfers. You send a custom image, mm-hmm. they will print your DTF, your mm-hmm. direct to film mm-hmm. transfers. Yeah. And they're not that expensive. And then you can just, because there's a hack, you can do it with the inkjet and you got to put no, this powder over that. it. And I tried And that. I was like, no, I don't. I don't. I, I, I believe it does indeed work for, I'm willing to concede that it works for other people. I bought all this. I bought all the stuff and it's still in the package. So it, it has not for worked me. for me because I have not tried. I just sent off to my guy. The, my I uploaded him a little while ago, all my artwork. I said, he said, your transfer will be ready tomorrow. I said, great. There we go. We're done. I too would like to find a guy. I have yeah. seen quite a few people on TikTok that I've been following. And I'm like, okay, because I have tons of art as well. Mm-hmm. And I would love to put it places. But no, I really love, I like, I really like what that can do. And I'm glad that there are folks who, it works for and they can make it easy so right. that you can just make a phone call. Right. Hello. And then, and then, you, and then you, can fo- you can focus on what you like to do. Thank you. And then I'll, then I'll use my heat press. I'll use my heat press when it comes in here. I take the shirt, I put it on there and we're done. Wrap it up. We're, we're good. And it's good to go. I, I just love that so much. I did want to ask you about this image and this is the image of this printer. Oh, yes. So are, are you at your home studio? Are you at a makerspace? Tell us about this printer because I looked at that and was like, Lisa, close your eyes. Um, Lisa, mind your business. Lisa, Lisa, keep your eyes on your own paper. Lisa, you got a room. Lisa, where would you put such a thing? Stop yeah. it. You don't have to have everything you see, Lisa, is what I told myself. Well, you know, let me tell you. When I first saw this, I first heard it, I am in a warehouse at the store in this picture. And I ran over there because I needed to see it in person. And so I went over there and the guy said, Diane, go have at it. You know, look, and I'm looking at it. I'm going like, oh my God, this is just great. And the reason why I looked at it, and I liked it because once again, the ideas flow through Diane's brain cells. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And I said, okay, it does fabric and it's on a fabric roll and my my the concept in my head was for me to like make you know like little pouches and bags and I was going to utilize I utilize it for my um quilting because I can you can put pictures on it and you can create designs on it and now that they have the Artspira app you can take your pictures and you can make all kinds of different designs. You can twist it in all kinds of different places to make it totally different. That's what really enamored me. I'm just going to pause you very quickly before we go on. Tell us what we are looking at. Y'all, we are looking at a printer. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us the name of this printer and what it is meant to do? Right. It's the Brother Print Moda Fabric Printer. It also is a regular printer. It uses regular 
ink. What? It uses regular ink that you would put in your regular, you know, Epson or your regular, you know, regular. It's an inkjet printer. That's what it is. There is what? no special ink that's involved with it. It's just what it does when it hits the fabric. That's basically oh. all it does. The top tray is for regular paper. And then the bottom tray is like a long roll. Um, it's about $99. I think you get five yards of it. Okay. And you roll it through the thing. And then you use the Atspira app to create the, you know, whatever it is you want to print out on it. And you just print it out. It cuts it. It can do different sizes. I think that size right there is eight and a half by 11. Okay. But you can formulate it on the app for different sizes. And then you okay. just print out what you want. On the back of it is a coating and you peel it off so that when it comes off, it feels like fabric. It feels like a piece of fabric. You can wash it. You, wow. can, you, can, you can roll it up in a ball. You can do whatever you want to do with it, but it feels like a piece of fabric. They do have another covering that if you were going to make a bag or something like that, so that it it doesn't smudge. I found that it doesn't smudge. But okay. legally, for legal pr practicalities, if you want to put something on, on top of it to maintain it so it doesn't rub against you, what have you not, right. legally they had to do that. But I love the thing. I mean, I love this thing. <laughs> I The only problem, I did find a problem. Okay. With the what I had in mind was I wanted the app now has something on it where you can digitize your art. Okay. Okay. Yes. I put my piece of art into the app. I did digitize it and okay. I wanted to take it to my embroidery machine. Yes. Yes. Okay? Yes. Here's the problem. And I'm talking to the brother about this because I'm real upset. You can only wirelessly send it to a brother embroidery machine. Yes, that's what I bet. I was just going to say, I was like, I bet those formats do not. It's a, you can use a PES, whatever a regular embroidery okay. machine does. The only problem is it just got to go to a brother machine. And I told them, I said, that doesn't make sense. I said, if I'm paying for the app, it's not, it's not coming from the printer. It's not yours. It's like, it's mine. Why can't I just use it? Why can't I just send it all, put it on a jump drive and just put it in my machine and let it go? So what we're talking about, y'all, is the formats for different sewing machines that many sewing machine companies have different formats. I think I think Foff and Brother are kind of the same format. And then Viking has like they have HUS and it's all yeah. the different. There's all these different ones. I use a Baby Lock and Baby Lock, I think, uses PES. Yeah, I have a Baby um, Lock. PES. Yeah, yeah. It also makes sense. You know what I mean? At the mm -hmm. end of the day, it makes sense that brother will want you to have a brother machine. And that's one of the advantages of having a brother high-end embroidery machine is that now it works with this printer. Yeah, okay, maybe you can't wirelessly transmit your design. Yes, just to note, there are indeed sewing machines, y'all, that have USB connectivity and... Correct. So it will go to my scan and cut because it's brother. That's and right. It will go any, you know, it goes directly to my scan account without a problem. But I just felt that when I was mentioning this on the site, it just seems to me that it would make sense that I could be able to do that. But brother hasn't gotten back to me. <laughs> Listen, I would not give up. I would not give up. I told brother, why don't you send me the new luminaire? Why we can't call it? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> if you want me to have it so bad, what is that machine? 17? 17. Yeah. 17, 20,000. Yeah. Yeah. 
17, 20,000. Yeah, they could just send that right on over. Send it right on um, to my house. I'll be happy. I'll be more than glad to, to promote the thing for you and tell you what it does. It, I, like, exactly. I like the printer because I like the printer. And you wanted to do what they what they needed to do. You know what? It is pretty amazing. If they have figured out how you can scan an image into an app Hello. and get it to digitize it Thanks. as an embroidery design, are you? I, is that is that real? Are you? Is, is that like my mind is boggled because y'all again digitizing? I, I forgot to mention machine embroidery is a thing that you did, mm-hmm. but machine embroidery to digitize it is a skill. It's a skill. It really is a skill when you're using something like. If you know, if I'm using you know my very expensive Floriani software or exactly you know, a couple of the other ones that I have, and this one does it on the app, and I looked at it, and I was like, oh my god, it's so beautiful. I was like, wow. I just wanted to see it in the machine. That's all I wanted to do. <laughs> and so, are you saying then that all of the brother things that you, that go through the machine that you have there, you're not able to put in any of your other song, any other embroidery machines, or it has no. to be. It has to be a brother oh, embroidery oh, that, sewing machine. It's crazy you know, to me. You know they they do that too with Disney. They a brother oh, yeah. will sell. They sell a Disney machine. They Dang. sell like I think they have a Laura Ashley machine or something like that, where there's exclusive designs that only live in that machine. In that machine, and that's it. You cannot that's put it. them anywhere else. No, no. So. And that's why I was explaining to them. I was like, well, how many machines do I have to have? I mean, I have a very expensive baby lock destiny sitting right over there. Girl, know? what? That <laughs> des- Listen, that destiny was, I was admiring that destiny. And I just got to say, child, that destiny was not my destiny. My destiny was to pay for um, college tuition for children. That was my destiny. Oh, man. But one day when I'm, when, when retirement is my destiny, yeah. I will be able to have uh, one of those top of the line ones. At, a, at another time um, in my life. And that's another thing. With someone that doesn't sew, she's got this thing over there. It's like, okay, what's going on? That's what I'm saying. I can't believe you hopping around so happy about a jumpsuit and you got a destiny, a baby <laughs> like destiny sitting over there. Like that is not a five-figure machine. Like, come on Listen, now. Come my, on. Friends, my friends enabled me. They were enablers back in the day when I bought that machine. I must have been high on something when they, <laughs> when they had me do that. <laughs> Girl, you was high on life. That's why you were so happy. <laughs> It does stitch beautifully. You have got to admit that. It does stitch beautifully. It, it does. really does, especially right. in the embroidery. Yeah. Um, and so now you, we talked a bit about your work, the, th- the things that you've created, the things that you want to create next. Tell me about what it means to transition from creating your own work to guiding and helping other creatives realize their dreams through coaching and classes. What made you take that step to move from your own you know, prioritizing your own work while also building connection with others. Did that come from your early days as a scrapbooker? You know, I've always been the type of person who is more involved with people. I I think it comes from my background, you know, being in journalism and, you know, working in television and radio and, you know, just kind of being around people a lot. Mm -hmm. And um, I enjoy, it gives me such an enjoyment to be able to help somebody. Yes. I, I just do it freely. I, I, you know, when people ask me questions, they say, they say, well, Diane, you should pay people for that. It's not so much about, about being paid for something. It's about the joy that you're giving back something. What you give back, what you give out comes back to you in other forms. So yes. I really don't look at it like that. If someone asks me a question, I joyfully either help them find the answer, do whatever. So 
I didn't necessarily start out doing it that way. But when people started asking me, it was just, that's just my personality. Basically, I get a big thrill out of seeing somebody else succeed at something and be happy with it. So I don't look at myself as like a, a, like a master quilter or anything like that, because I see other people that I look at, and I'm going like, I want to be like them. And it was always mm-hmm. something that I, that I've, I've dealt with this, like, oh, but people say, Diane, you're so good at this. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, well, maybe sort of, kind of. Oh, well, girl. I don't see, I don't see what other people, my husband says, he said, you don't see what other people see, do you? And I'm going, no, I don't. I really don't see mm. it. Um, but I'm humbled by it. Yes, I am very, very humbled by it. And I'm, and I'm very thankful to the universe for giving me these abilities at a later time in my life. Because when I was younger, I didn't do any of this. And, but, to help somebody else come along who wants to be a crafter, who wants to quilt, who wants to do, I will give them the benefit of what I know. And what yes. I don't know, I'll find the answer, bring someone in to help me do it. Yes. Yes. And, and I think that by approaching it in such a methodical way that says, okay, I don't know how to do this. So I will take the steps that I need to take to learn. Mm-hmm. And now that I know this information and I develop my own ways of doing it, I can share those with other people. That's how we keep the whole spirit of the enterprise alive. Yeah. That's how we keep sewing and quilting and creativity alive by letting people know how to do things. Exactly. Um, so that people don't struggle or labor in silence mm-hmm. and then get frustrated and say, okay, never met, never again. This is ridiculous. Because that's what happened to me a lot. You know, I would ask people questions and they would feel like they had to hoard everything to themselves. They wouldn't share knowledge knowledge is to be shared you know yes. you holding it to yourself or to think that well if i tell her something she's gonna go further with it than i am that's not your destiny exactly even if you say it to me what you're telling me is what's meant for me but you still have yours exactly i feel like there should be no scarcity in creativity Never. because there because Never. there is no scarcity in creativity there is there is always always more than enough because i see it when i do my digital art i see it when i other people are doing digital art mine is not going to be the same as yours you know what i'm thinking and what you're thinking are two different things so why would you be upset about that yeah and 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 i think that that comes with i think either maturity or just self-sovereignty just being right. just being aware, aware. and Unconfident within yourself mm-hmm. um, to not feel like just because somebody else has something doesn't mean that you won't ever have it. Exactly. You know, I can definitely say I am not someone who looks at another person and says, "Oh, I want to do what they do," or "I want to have what they have," or no. that. No, I don't. I, that's not for me. But what I do appreciate having is possibility models. Right. I do like looking at people and seeing the things that they're doing. And I'm like, oh, that's so amazing. I'm so, Whenever I see like, you know, a friend or someone that I know, a colleague having something exciting and majorly positive happening to them, I'm like, this is great news. That means that because God is in the blessing business and she's nearby, she's right mm-hmm. next door. She's next doing door. something. Am- she's right Thank next door you. doing something amazing. Thank you know, you. I celebrate that, you know, like, because then my turn, I'm, mine's going to be next. Exactly. You know? That's all you got to so, do. I love it. I be patient. Now uh, we're we're gonna have to wrap up here because mm-hmm. I could talk to you for seventeen more hours easily. 
especially when we get into the Glowforge and which one you might get. And you're going to get the internal venting. You're going to get the external yeah. venting. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do with your, your Glowforge? Right. We could talk about that. We'll talk about that when you get your Glowforge. Okay. We'll about that. All right. And then, though, I want to wrap up with our favorite question, which is the slogan of the Stitch Please podcast, mm-hmm. is that we will help you get your stitch together. Diane Roney of Diane Roney Creates. What advice do you have for our listeners to help us get our stitch together? I would say be happy with who you are and where you are and just do it. Not to be fearful, but just to look within yourself and just say, hey, I can do this. I can do this. And I said it to myself every day. I can do this. And know it's going to be okay. And even if you fail at it, so what? You know, I feel that a lot of things, but I will master. I'm going to master cutting a pattern. And while you ladies out there and gentlemen, okay, <laughs> Diane Roney's coming to see you around. <laughs> That's right. Diane Roney, you'll be seeing more jumpsuits from Diane. Yeah, exactly. Well, again, on that note, thank you so much, Diane. Let us know where we can find you. Where can we find you on socials and online? Um, the website is www.dianeronycreates. That's the webpage. I am on TikTok, um, Instagram, Facebook, all under my name, Diane Roney. All right. Well, we will see you then. Diane, this has been such a delight. Thank you so much again for spending your time with us. Thank you so much, Lisa, for having me. I'm really humbled. Like I said before, thank you so much and God bless. And God bless you as well. Thank you. This has been so great. You've been listening to Stitch Please, the official podcast of Black Women Stitch, the sewing group where Black Lives Matter. We appreciate you joining us this week and every week for stories that center Black women, girls, and femmes in sewing. We invite you to join the Black Women Stitch Patreon community with giving levels beginning at $5 a month. Your contributions help us bring the Stitch Please podcast to you every week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support and come back next week and we'll help you get your stitch together.